and welcome to the Talking Football Podcast. My name's Derek Clark and every week we bring you a first-class interview with some of the biggest characters involved in the game. This week you had the pleasure of chatting to former Rangers Clyde and Partick Thistle midfielder Jimmy Gibson. Jimmy was in great form and as always with all our guests, he was refreshingly honest as he talked about his seven years at Ibrox, his frustration at not making the breakthrough and his battle against gambling addiction. He also relives his time at Broadwood and Fir Hill, where he helped Thistle win promotion under the legendary Dick Campbell. It's another terrific interview packed with stories, so sit back and enjoy the latest episodes of the Talking Football Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the, the Talking Football Podcast. I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line this week by former Rangers Clyde and Partick Thistle man Jimmy Gibson. Jimmy, thanks very much for, for coming on. No worries, mate. Good to, good to be on it. Yeah, uh, great career. Let's talk about the, the, the career. Obviously born in, in Bells Hill in, in 1980. Growing up as a, as a young boy, Jimmy, but you always sort of playing football, I'd imagine. Yeah, pretty much. Um, See, I think I started with Mill United when I was seven, um, which was, I don't think they'd done under seven, so it was under eight or under nine, so it was always a few years above myself, um, and it just kind of kicked on, on three years, always been football in the family, amateur football regardless, so it was always, you're always running about kind of men playing football, so that just kind of led for there. Yeah, when you play with Mill United, were you always sort of a midfielder, or did you, did you play all sorts of positions? No, I was always... I think I, I think I started on the right um, when I was playing a few years above myself, a year above myself, I think it was. Then, as I say, I went down to my own level after a few years. Um, I think it was just always in the middle. Um, and I just kind of always has been hit, to be honest. Yeah. Um, did you play with the school and all that sort of stuff? Um, not really, because it, it was... the, the Mill United was a Saturday morning, yeah, yeah. Saturday afternoon, so it was just concentrate on the boys club and as I say we're in training nearly every night of the week so I just concentrated on that to be honest. Yeah um, when you grew up as well playing with Mill United did you sort of realise early on that you were, you were pretty good? I can I can always remember I think it was 11 at the time there was a, there was a few boys um, that had been picked up by like Dundee United for, for talking sake and you, you never really you never really heard any. You had been like with United and like, Hearts and a bit, but you never. You're always waiting on the the, the shout of listen. You Rangers want you to get a bit of training and stuff. So when that came, it was um, that was good. That was that was a boost to be honest. Um, but no, I was. I've never been one for saying I knew I was going to do this. I knew I was going to, or I'm good at this. I would just I never really kind of. There was never a point in my life where I thought ah, I'm I'm quite good at this. Just. It's never happened. And when you're playing, obviously playing with Mill United, I guess you're playing in, when you get home from school and all that, playing the street until it uh, gets dark. Were you one of those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, home from school, and if there was no training, you would be going um, to your, your old man's kind of amateur team. You'd be, training, you'd be training with grown men when you've been 9, 10, and you're getting absolutely battered. <laughs> and I, mean, I mean, honestly, battered, it's a case of, who to see in case? You're going to try to dribble, smash, absolutely smashed over it. Remember the Whitehall parts at May Street? Yeah. Over there, just getting smashed all the time. And it was great. 
honestly, it was great. And it's just, as I say, if you want to train with your own team or in it, uh, Rangers, it was always with, with amateur players and, and absolutely loved it. Yeah, definitely. Of course, Billy as well. Was it sort of was it good having uh, Billy playing alongside you as well, growing up? Yeah, well, Billy, as I say, a lot of people um, used to think we're me and Billy were brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, oh, your brother Billy. And I, I end up saying to my sister, "You're going to have to stop telling people me people you're my brother." I said, "It's getting out of order now." <laughs> um, but so, as I say, I knew who Billy was. He's two years younger than myself, so I always knew who he was because. I see he used to go and watch, I think Billy was with Aberdeen Boys Club, he used to go and watch them and you could tell yeah. the, um, the ability and stuff. So then, obviously, when we, we progressed to, through the, the kind of, at the time, it was S-forms and stuff, yeah. then you go into the, that's where you became more kind of, um, became one of my best mates, to be honest. Yeah. But he was, uh, he, he was he's a good lad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Rangers move then, uh, Jimmy, how did all that come about? Just sending scouts to go, go and watch you? Um, yeah, the scout was uh, for around about a year with Joe Miller. That's yeah. um, picked up. As I see, he was. We used to get in the car. He used to take us into the training, and it, the car would be like uh, fair game stuff. He'd been in the car myself. There was a few around, around the book here, but we eventually go in it. Um, but he was the I'm not, maybe South Lanarkshire, North Lanarkshire. Anyway, he he's he was the scout, and as I see, he approached obviously my family and. Um, there was never going to be any question of, of going in. It was, to be honest, it, it was it was a good feeling knowing that the club that you wanted to scout you did, and obviously asked you in. So that was good. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was it like going there? Uh, going to Rangers? Did they, did they sort of get you in suits and all that to go to games and that sort of stuff? Was it proper? We were, uh, yeah, I, I went. I went in as a. You couldn't join full time or your apprenticeship until you were sixteen. But I went in when I was 15, um, and it was on like a, it was an X forum for the first six months until the summer. Yeah. But every day was um, shirt and tie. Aye. Every every day, and it was um, at that age. I mean, you, you, it's not as if you're kind of changing your shirt and your tie every day. You had like, the same tie on for about a month. <laughs> um, but if you didn't have the shirt and tie on, you were fined. You were on the the road machine. It was kind of old school respect and that's that's how that's how we had to go in. Right. Did you manage to do your own time? Was that something that you managed to go on me or no bad? <laughs> I, I managed after the first day I think but um <laughs> it's probably cut up after about two days. <laughs> um, but it was all good. Um when you're in Rangers we had I spoke to Morris Ross a few months ago and he says it was like the military, it was just dead cutthroat and dog eat dog. Did did you sort of find that when you went in there? I think when you're in it you kinda don't you don't realise it, Aye. but when I think when you come away from it and you think about it, it, it was it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. It was um, military's he's no far wrong to be honest. He's no because everything's got to be as I said, shut and tie, clean shaven. Them mm. do a bad haircut if you're coming in with like dye through your hair. Well, <laughs> no, that's on you go. Go and get it fixed. Um, every job. I said most spoke about before every job, somebody did a job and it had to be spotless. Yeah. Um, and nobody left the ground staff until every single job was done. And I'm talking like the tiles and the, the changing rooms. I mean, the shower areas they had to be gleaming. Bomber had to see his face that it was, um, I but do you know what? It was good. I know everybody's 
the same grades myself says that it is good because yeah. it didn't stop a wee bit of discipline and it sounds like a broken record because every ex-pro in that does say that but as, as we moved when we moved to Murray Park the young boys never had any jobs at all and yeah. it was you're like you fuckers we, we've been absolutely <laughs> for years getting absolutely tortured and years are just coming in and fucking jolly but yeah. no it was um, it was tough and when you do think back, you think of the, to say, I went in myself, there was nobody for my age group Yeah. Um, went full-time apart from myself. So, obviously, you know who the, the guys are and you, you've played with the older boys, but I was going in there as, like, starting school. You've not, right. you've not, you're getting to school yourself, you've no, you've not got your pal And it was, um, and there was big characters there, even just above me. Um, Oleg, Barry Robson, yeah. uh, Dan Fitzgerald, they were they were above me, and then you got Fergie, who was, ah, they're, they're all nice guys when you get to know them. But at the start, it's it's um, I will see what we'll see what you're about, but it's tough, very tough. Yeah, talking about Fergie, how how good was he, uh, Jimmy? Did you sort of think to yourself he, he he's something special? Oh, it was unreal. Yeah, unreal. Um, he just had a, he had an arrogance about him, Fergie, yeah. and he knew it. He knew how good, how good he was, and um, he, he just had everything, everything. Mm-hmm. And I certainly learned a lot of him for only been in the six months. Um, but he, he, he just had right foot, left foot. He was unbelievably fit. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he had everything, everything. Yeah, I have some player. Um, you talked oh, about you talked about bomber there. Um, were you ever on the receiving the end of any sort of uh, any hair dryer treatment or anything like that? I had a few, but I was the type of person, as I say, we spoke earlier for Burn Bank. So I had I had a wee bit kind of about myself where he's having a go at me, I'm having a go back. Yeah. Um, but bomber was, as I say, old school, definitely, and. Listen, there was guys come in, young boys who they, 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 were, they were petrified the bomber, and yeah. it was a sin. Honestly, it was a sin. It's it's no nice because I think bomber learned. I worked through again at Clyde, and he learned the man management, but a wee bit better. But yeah. the way bomber was brought up back in the days was acceptable, but it, it certainly wasn't then because I know I seen it more eyes young guys coming in. And they were absolutely petrified of our training, playing with Bomber, anything. They were just because he was tough, but he thinks he thinks he was doing you the the, the best thing. And listen, away for it, away for the game, he's, he's an absolute great guy. Aye. But in the game, he, he was tough. And if you and if you couldn't handle it, that was you. Aye. You were gone. You, you just you just dreaded coming in. But no, I was on a few in a few rockings for him and John McGregor. Um, but I, as I say, I was one of the guys that just couldn't shut up. You mentioned they're cleaning the showers and all that sort of stuff. And did you clean anybody, any players' boots? Well, my first, my first uh, year apprentice was with Barry Robson, and it was doing their job. Was the balls, the bibs, cones, you know, stuff, stuff like that. And that was um, the balls. You had the pressure gauge, and they had to be. I think it was five, if I remember right. And every single ball had to be at five. Every bib had to be clean. Every cone 
had to be shining. And if, if you went to training and Archie used to open the kit and if the ball was soft, it gets launched, you're getting shouted at it. Oh, it was torture. So that was the first year. Um, and Big Oleg was in the Shine Hiding. So he was taking advantage of that. I've been here before. You're the new boy. You get it done. So um, the second year, I had the boots. I think it was from 1 to 17, I think it was. Boots. And that was tough. Uh, uh, that was tough. Good at Christmas, very good at Christmas. Yeah. Because um, it was a lot of, not against the foreigners, they were great lads as well, but there was a lot of British guys for 1 to 17. Yeah. And they get a good bonus. But that, the boots were, a pre season, it's a sale where there's no dates, but pre season, they had to be the start of training, obviously gleaming. Yeah. Then they'd come in, you had to get them scrubbed, get the muck off them, make sure they're dry for them going back out in the afternoon, getting all that done again, and make sure they're dry for the, that's, that was every day. And if, what, as I say, bomber come in the boot room and there was, if there was a wee speck, I thought only any boots, that was it. Wow. Everybody, I mean, you could be standing there, a shot and tie, everybody ready to go, somebody would chat the door, bomber, can we go, can you come and have a wee look at the high high? No, everybody plays off, training gear on, get a job. So you knew you had to have it perfect. Um, <laughs> Aye, the boots were the boots were tough, but as I say, rewarding at Christmas. Aye, you mentioned there uh, Archie Knox. Did you have any dealings? Obviously, Walter was there when, when you first went. Did you have any dealings with, with him at all? No, not really. Um, you you never really you never really kind of seen him. To be honest, it was Aye. just you knew when he was coming. You just had that aura about him that was kind of yeah. you weren't scared of him, but you just knew he was he was there. And um, Archie was always the one going between. The changing room in the but the manager's office and stuff. Um, but no, I mean, he was if you needed it, if you needed a wee kind of put up the house, he certainly, he certainly would be it. But it was, it was more so, as I say, Fergie was Fergie was the boy coming through it. Yeah, they were pinning their hopes on. And I know, um, Fergie, Fergie had felt he'd had a bad deal with, with Gaffer because they were we were going for nine in a row. The team are going for another row, and the pressure, I putting pressure winning it, but also knowing that Fergie was ready to play first team football, but yeah. I couldn't really throw him in Aye. because of the pressure in any row. And I know Fer Fergie was ready for honestly wanting to definitely thinking about wanting to go and stuff like that. But as I say, I had to cut him in at the bang on the right time for Fergie. So he was more on Fer Fergie. Fergie got a hard time. Aye. See, even though that you're just a young boy there, Jimmy, can you sort of sense the, the, the tension and all that going through the nine and obviously the ten after that? Can you sense it around the around the club? Absolutely, because although you're, you're not a first-team player, you're, you're in a, amongst the first team because you're in that dressing room, you've got your jobs, and the first team were great because they, were, they involved you and everything. Aye. Either absolutely slaughtering you or in your few slaps, but... It was good because these these are guys that are, as I say, you're kind of looking up to these guys, and then if if some if they talk to you and it's I it's good you're always running about them, so you could see the pressure. As I say, being a fan, you know what it meant. Um, your family knows, your friends know. So it they felt it just yeah, it was bad. It was bad the pressure, but they dealt with it. Unfortunately, the ten was just it was just an upheaval, even in the club, and I think it just kind of. Unfortunately, never happened. 
Uh, he just ran out of legs, didn't he? Um, when Advocat came in, then did obviously you'd have been what just uh, turning eighteen or something like that when he. I, when, I think he was uh, eighteen, nineteen. I think. But did they have a did they have a a, a word with all the other young boys to see if it fancied keeping you on or what? Or how, how did that, that work? Well, they knew they knew he was coming, so he had all the games videoed. Yeah. So just say six months before, they obviously knew he was coming. So six months before, because I think Walter had said he was leaving and stuff. So um, he did all of it. So he'd obviously done his homework um, and who he wanted and who who he'd keep on with. So um, he came into the club, obviously known he'd seen the players and stuff like that. But no, it wasn't a kind of, it wasn't as if he says, right, all the young boys here, it wasn't, there wasn't a kind of, Anyone who wins or meetings, certainly no for that I've seen that I know of anyway. So. Aye, but how did you find these? How did you find the training and all that sort of stuff? I don't, as I say, when he came in, you only kind of flirt it between the first team and Aye. and stuff like that. What what I think personally is um, when that I don't agree with, but when I when I made my debut, it was like. You're only train with the first team. You maybe not even train with the first team. You maybe just get told on the Friday, or oh, you're in the squad for Sunday, <laughs> or you're in the squad for Saturday. So you don't, you don't train, you Aye. don't train, and you turn up for the game. You go on the bench, and you maybe get five ten minutes, which is great, right? It is great because everybody wants to. You can everybody can say if they've done it, or oh, I've done it right. But you, you do want a wee bit more. But and I think if if you've got if they think highly of you. Um, I think you should more be you should be involved more. Yeah. Then, as I say, you're coming on, you're coming on in a game. The first team players don't know you. They know you are, but you don't know your game. You can watch him, and it's sometimes it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, but as I say, he, he had his favourite. I wasn't, I wasn't one of his favourites. I'll be honest, Anna. As I say, back and forth first team, but he moved like players like um, Morris, Bob Malcolm. Uh, Stevie Hughes, he put them into the first team kind of dressing room and stuff. So you kind of knew that's what he, the, the young boys he was going with. Then later on, it was a wee birthday and stuff. But I knew that listen, I stayed there longer than I should have, without a doubt. Um, but mm. I, I just found that I think if they think something of you and they've got an idea that you're going to play, then let the, let the guy train with the first team for yeah. a week, 10 days, um, instead of just saying, oh, by the way, a few injuries, I take him. Aye. Take him, be him five minutes. It does, as I say, it's great how you can say, oh, I played first team, but it's, it's, it's um, I, I don't know. I, I just aye. think that give the boys a chance. And, aye, definitely. Aye. Uh, your debut, was that, was that uh, Rugby Park? Was it Kilmarnock? Was that your... Yeah, that was the debut. I, as I say, I made that that day. Um, Big Bob started. I'm not sure if Bob had played, made his debut before it, and maybe as a sub. I think he did, but that was the first day, the first game he started. Aye. He started. So we, as I say, we'd become good friends. So, and we were kind of in about it at the same time. So he made his first team start, and obviously I had um, made my debut that day. But I think it, I think it was standing. There's like five minutes to go. Um, and I was ready to come on, and the, the ball just never went out. So I got a bit, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a bit two minutes. Um, but that was, that was a good feeling and stuff. But um, I the ball went out, so two minutes. 
Uh, you mentioned there uh, Big Bob as well. There must have been some atmosphere with you boys coming through. It must have been good fun hanging about with these sort of guys and um, must have been some some laughs. That was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, as I say, the first team the first team guys were different classwares. Um, yeah. And there was times where you would socialise with them. There'd be times you would maybe go out and you would maybe have a beer with them or, or whatever. And there, there were... They didn't look at us as um, you're here to do this and Aye. do my job. They were, they were brilliant for us, um, but we certainly had we certainly had some good laughs. I'd say that. <laughs> and the boys coming through were we, we all had good characters, um, and it, it was good to be honest. Aye. We had um, I had Paul Reid on a few months ago as well. Um, he was saying that he was palling about with yourself, and he said that uh, he said Arthur Newman, especially, was really good with, with the young boys. Did, did did you find that? Yep, Arthur. Brilliant. Listen, the Dutch boys, the Dutch have got the, the kind of tag of being arrogant and stuff, right? And they are arrogant, yeah. right? But they were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Arthur was top class. Yeah. Um, and he, as I say, he had that wee bit of accent to go with his Dutch. And he, but he was brilliant. Brilliant. Big Rido. As I say, he came, they signed off to Carlisle. So he was, yeah. he came in. But he, as I say, the sign of him to Carlisle, but he ended up kind of training with ourselves and stuff as well. Um, Aye. But he's went on, he had, had a great career. But the, the Dutch boys were, were great. I wouldn't have a bad word to say. Um, as I say, Ronnie, the boar was, he was he was the most arrogant, but he was <laughs> brilliant. With, um, because he could. Aye. He knew, he knew how good he was. Um, and he was, he was brilliant. With, but no, they were absolutely... Top to all the Dutch boys. Aye. Um, Gattuso would have either been about the same age as you, Jimmy. Can you remember much of him when he came? Yeah, well, as I say, he came over, I think I might have been 17, 18, I think, maybe. Aye. Because um, it was Walter. Aye. And he came over with a, there was a, quite an influx of Italians come over at the time, I think. It was, was a wee boy, Luigi. I actually think he's. Um, a Luigi Rizzo. Aye. I think he's. But. See, Rina come over and it was really man. I mean you've got you've got your 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 own ability that you believe in and it wasn't any better than um the, the guys we had there. My opinion. As I say he came over and it wasn't any better than, than myself as a few other midfielders. It was, but for some reason, I don't know whether it's because he came over, he came fairly and but he seemed to get a chance. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll never understand why the fans and some managers take more to foreign players than what they do the young boys coming through. I think the young boys have got a harder time coming through than, than guys coming overseas. I, I, I don't get that, but he certainly wasn't any better than what was already there. But what he did do, he got himself really fit. Aye. And he just, as I say, he ran a bit like a stolen motor and it, it seemed to work. So. Uh, it's a prior, I mean, I guess back then you couldn't imagine what you would go on and achieve, you know what I mean, with Milan and Italy no, and all that, I think. No, no. It's, as I say, fair play, I mean, he's done absolutely brilliant for himself, but definitely never seen that going. See, when you said um, you maybe should have left earlier, did you have any any offers before you left, Jimmy, to sort of go elsewhere and you just, you just fancied staying at Rangers? Yeah, there was plenty of offers. I was there to go on loan. Um, I had the offer to go into Australia for a year Aye. that I knocked back. Um, why? 
As I say, I don't have any regrets, but that's one of the ones I think to myself, oh, I reckon I should have done that. <laughs> um, but no, but at the time, at the time I still didn't drive. I was in a comfort zone. Um, my own wee bubble. And, but that's it, to be honest. Um, I didn't have the, as I say, I, I'm just one of these guys that I like where I am. Aye. But it was definitely, I mean, I left when I was 23, which is far. I mean, I only played about three first games and three first team games. It was lucky as 40 minutes, Aye. which is nowhere near good enough. But at the time, as I say, you're in your own wee bubble and the comfort zone, but it wasn't good, to be honest. See when you see when you came on at Rugby Park, you think when you think to yourself, oh, "Here, that's me made my, my debut. I'll go and make more appearances the next season." Because it, it never sort of materialised. What, what was that a case? It just uh, was that you were a bit upset. You couldn't you, you couldn't break through there. Absolutely. Um, as I say, I'm my own worst. I, I never, as I say, I hold my hands up. I wasn't. Um, I never looked after myself. Right. Um, I had yep, I had a lot of problems with my pelvis and groins. I had five operations in my groins. I've had twenty injections, so that wasn't easy. But I, I still reckon that's because it wasn't helping. So I never looked after myself. Right? Definitely never. And as I say, that's my own fault. Um, I hated, I hated running. Aye. Hated it. Um, there was times where, as I say, we moved to Murray, Murray Park and they had every facility there that you, that you could use. It was great. Uh-huh. Indoor, indoor, outdoor, anything you wanted. Uh-huh. My idea was finish training, get home and go to the bookies. <laughs> wow. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Um, and it, it was uh, horrible. I've actually, that bad, I actually have apologised to Billy Gibson numerous occasions saying, that was me um, that held your career back. He said, oh, don't be so silly. I said, honestly. I said, he was a driver. I'm like, mum will just go. He's like, no, I'm going to. I said, no, come on. Mum will just go. And it, it's terrible. Aye. Terrible. But um, that was just, I, I don't know whether that's, as I say, back to when it was with the training with like, amateur teams when you were eight Aye. and nine. And this is what you heard all these stories Aye. about what they were doing. And you're thinking, oh, that sounds great. Then you get into that environment. And you see the first team players finishing training, and they're going for a, they're going for a, um, the bookies or a pint. I think this is absolutely brilliant, and that's where I was until. To be fair, I've not well, I've been to meetings and stuff, so addicted to gambling, but I've not for seven years or something. But that was a massive part of just let's get him and gamble that, that was it Aye. but how hard is it because I mean you heard um, I think recently obviously Brian Rice came out and said it's uh, good on him he says it's, he's, he's sort of battling it how, how hard was that to, to deal with uh, Jimmy yeah it was as I say you're finishing you could be back home for one half one Aye. everybody else everybody else is still at their, their work or you're kind of you could be 18, 19 some of your friends have no money, your families, your families at work, you know what's it? What's I know I used to say at the meetings, I had nothing, I had nothing to do, I was bored. Aye. But when you think of the amount of things you could have done, um, apart from throwing your money away, Aye. there is plenty. But at the time, it's as I say, you brought up that environment and you just think it's you think it's brilliant. And but to have to have the money and go to the bookies was just 
which is the 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 in thing to do it is as they say. Then after that, it became the obviously online was just took it to another level. I think. Aye. Um, in terms of obviously you played at Ibrox, you came on against Airdrie, didn't you? What was it like playing at playing at Ibrox? I know it wasn't for long, but to actually make make an appearance there. Yeah, it was. Um, as I say, I was more proud for but my mum and stuff um, than what I was for myself. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of kind of forget where you are if you know what I mean you're just right. this a game of football you just you kind of forget but to be honest when I came on against it I had an absolute stinker to start with absolutely and that leads me back to earlier on when I'm saying right if you if you're there maybe two weeks before you know you're kind of right. in about that and you're maybe but again it was a the squad goes up or John or McGregor, the bomber says, you're in a squad, so all right, turn up. Okay, turn up, then you say, right, on you go. But you're kind of, and at the time, Airdrie were, Airdrie were putting, put us under the cost, to be honest. Um, and I, always, I can always remember it, and I think it was Big Ammo who had the, the shiny fruit to me. And the way I took my touch, I better pass it back to Oz, but the way he's threw it, it's kind of bounced, and, and I better pass it, and it was a bit short, and Aye. the boys nipped and, and kind of nearly scored, and, the next 10 minutes just seemed to be just rushing it and, and stuff yeah. like that. Then I eventually settled down, done all right. But again, I, I think it's I think it's unfair. And like, you know, young guys just you come up with more. And it's like a trial, to be honest with you. It's like a trial. Nice. Um, in front of 50,000 people. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's right. But I know it was, listen, forget that. It was, um, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But it was a bit, several dates because I knew that I didn't really start it well, to be honest. Aye. Of course, Alex McLeish was there at, at that time. How did, you, how did you find him, Jimmy? No, I liked him. Um, he he spoke to me a few times um, because, as I say, massive injuries I had. Um, but when Alex was there, I'd started to get on top of the pelvis yeah. injury and um, run a games. And I felt, I felt good and I felt fit. And confident, and he, he spoke to me. He's like, I said, just, just keep it up. Um, but when you, you think about what, what's in front of you, you mean yeah. you, fair game? It's, it's world class players there, yeah. and you're thinking, you might get a wee sniff here and there, but it's not really going to, it's not going to sustain it. Um, but he, listen, he was good. Um, he spoke to me a few times. I said he played as, he gave his. Um, I think it was against Hearts. Aye, yeah. I think it was against Hearts. But that kind of summed up my full career with Rangers. I come on, I put the ball around the corner, over my ankle, and had to come off. Aye. So <laughs> that, that, that's just, that's it in a nutshell, to be honest. Aye. Just some things I meant, no meant to be in that. Listen, that's just the way it is. But I it was, he, he was good. I liked him. To be honest, I liked him. I, I know a few players had... A few bad words to see them, but they, they players were the ones that uh, didn't get a game. Aye. So that happens everywhere, I suppose. Oh, exactly. exactly. You left, of course, uh, in 2003 to join Clyde. What made you go go to them? Was that other clubs interested in you, Jimmy, or did you just feel the time was right just to go out and get first-team football? We had, I had come back for injury again just before the season finished. In fact, it was two months before the season finished, and we had a reserve game. Um, we played in that. But it was my first game up for months. And Bomber put me down to the front of the bus and says, listen, I'm going to start you. I'm like, right, fine, fine. But I knew then there was something 
there was no right. So the next day, but I played the game, done really well the next day um, at the training ground bombers. I said, let's all, you see, we think it's better for yourself if I said, listen, hi, we're in agreement. So to be fair, the club paid as my last uh, three months wage and stuff. He said, that's it, shut blah, blah, blah. So to be honest, Clyde, Clyde was a, a good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Accident, to be honest with you, because it wasn't meant to be Clyde. I had went to Northampton, laid off of me a year deal. Yeah. Uh, but again, I really want to leave. I don't really want that. Then, um, amazing at the time with Gordon Smith, he said, just go down to Darlington. He said, Aye. see what you think of aim. He says, they're up, come. He said, even that, it's just a game. Yep. I said, I need worry, so it wasn't far away. It's down there. They'd want to offer me an 18-month deal. Again, I'm not. And so they're getting back to Gordon Smith saying, listen, we've ordered them this and that. He said, but he's not really wanted to sign. So I'm thinking myself, right, you maybe just have to, to you maybe have to just go to England. That's just the way it is. Then Carlisle, he said, go down to, again, an hour away, whatever it is. He said, go down, it's another game. He said, it'll keep you. Because I was feeling fit. Um, and the games were keeping me up, and I went to Kyle, but they'd played me, they'd played me in the middle of the park, but they were looking for the right midfielder. Yeah. And after the game, it was the, the boy who's the manager, it was Steve Collins, the boxer, his brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a manager, and he's like, listen, we're looking for the right side midfielder, he says, but you've came here, and you're better than what we've got. He said, so we want to offer you a deal. But it was absolute chaos at Kyle, and I'm looking about going, I said, I said, listen, can I just get, can I get back to you? He said, right. I just don't think of it, and I just jumped the train and jumped straight home. <laughs> honestly, that, but that was my, my mentality. Of, I'm, I'm not leaving at the time, Burnbank. I said, I'm not leaving, Burnbank. <laughs> no chance here. here. As I said, that, that was me stuck in my wee, my wee bubble where, is this, is it, you, you get with your pals and you uh. were the, the gambling with them, and, and it's terrible when you see that. But, that, as I say, happens for a reason. And I, as I say, Gordon Smith's like, listen, um, Clyde's, Clyde's looking for players, and I know the guy. He said, do you want to go around there about a train? I said, aye. I said, it'll keep me fit. And I was there a couple of days, and the manager was Alan Kernahan. Aye. And he offered me a deal after, after three days. And I thought, you know, as I say, the money was the money was terrible. Yeah. Um, I could have went to England for... Quadruple of it, Clyde were giving me, but do you know what? I, it was 10 minutes away from me. The guys, it made me feel welcome within the three days. And, and I thought, do you know what? I, um, I want this. And, and it was it was, uh, it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. All right. See, obviously, you played you played regular for, for Clyde. How good was that, uh, Jimmy? You actually, actually play football, I guess. Proper, right. scene, proper yep. meaningful football, you know what I mean? Yeah. See that training? You, you felt. He felt like a first team player because yeah. you know the same training. You wanted to change the other Wednesday, Thursday, but playing the Saturday yeah. rather than, as I say, at reserves. You, you were playing the Monday night at Dumbarton with two guys in a dug. It's absolutely shite. Um, <laughs> but going playing the Saturday, I absolutely loved it. It's definitely the best best time I had in my career. Because as I say, at twenty three, it's quite old to be. To be starting, really, I think, um, playing the first team, but I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. There was a good season for Clyde that year as well. I mean, missing out in promotion, I think it was a point or something like that. 
Guess what, what, what might have been there? It was, do you know something? We punched above our weight all season. To be fair. Yeah. We, had, we had some good players, with some good players, um, but on paper, some of the teams, see, the Championship, or Division 1, whatever it was, back then, I don't know what it was, the Championship was, Aye. some of the players were unreal. Falkirk Aye. had, um, we Russell, brilliant. Um, big Kevin James was, I think, their centre half. They had, they had some quality players. Then Vernes won it. They had David Bingham, the boy Wilson, um, Bobby Mann. On the standard in St. Johnson, we said that was playing with St. Johnson. And honestly, the standard of the championship was, was different. It's maybe it's, 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 it's right backwards, but Aye. the standard was unreal. And as I say, to get it close, as, as we did, we, we, if we'd have won the second, we played Inverness at home in the second last game of the season. Yeah. And it was, we were a point above them getting into that. And if we'd have, if we'd have won or even drew, um, we obviously won the last game, we'd have went up, but we just kind of ran out of steam at the end. But they had, they had, they had some good players as well. It was, it was great. It was a great experience. See, see, you mentioned Russell there. Um, any any player we've had on that's played with him says he's the best player they've ever played with. He was, he was amazing. What was he like when he was at, at Rangers? Obviously, I can't have played him much, but in terms of training and all that, could you tell he was he was a player? Oh, he, he was just um, dynamite, to be honest. Take away the, the football, he was just an unbelievable great guy. <laughs> he was brilliant. Um, folks say. Aye, just always smiling. Aye. Always smiling. Um and it, it was good to, you, you knew what you were getting with Russell. You yeah. just try and get the ball and the things he could do with the ball was, was unreal. Um, what I liked about him was, I, I always remember one game and I, I played into him, it was a reserve game, played into him and there was like two guys above him and he kind of, I said, sorry, it was a shit fight. He's like, no, 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 you give me the ball all the time. All the, regardless, regardless, <laughs> three, four player, just give me the ball and it, it, <laughs> I love that. But it was, he was great with us, um, but unreal, unreal Aye. player. Aye, absolutely. Um, you joined Thistle, of course, in 2005. What made you join them? Because they were, was it the old second division, wasn't it? They were a division mm. below Clyde at the time. Yeah, well, I'd spent my first year at Clyde, I say we just lost out in um, Kearney. Alan Kearney had moved to Livy. Aye. Livy, but he'd put a there was only a year's contract I had to fight, so he renewed my contract yeah. and put a sign it, uh, put a a fee on it as well. So when he moved to Levy, he's like, "I'll take you with me." Aye. But when he went, he phoned and says, "We can't afford to pay the fee." Aye. I said, "Okay." And to be honest, I, I, that season I just didn't enjoy it. It was the highs of the, the season before. I think it, it yeah. was just I was I was bored. I, I know that sounds terrible, but. I'm the most, I just lost concentration so easily and I just wandered and as I say that season, I was just, I was drinking too much, I was bad with gambling, um, I wasn't fit, I was cheating my way through it yeah. and I just, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't a good season uh, for me but that was my doing and it was up and there was a few teams interested but Billy, He'd, Billy again, I say, we'd been Rangers together, then he'd went to Partick. So he was already there. Um, obviously, I was in touch with him every day. So um, I, phoned, I had finished training, I had a voicemail for Dick Gamble. Um, so I went in and met him. 
you can you say no to that guy. It, it's just <laughs> ah, it's different class. <laughs> well, that, that was that again back with Billy, and nah, that was that to be honest. Aye, what was what was Dick like then? Because um, I mean, you're right there. He's 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 quite a character, isn't he? Brilliant, honestly. He's he's just you would do end for him. Aye. Honestly, you would do, he got a right hard time for the Thistle fans. Right hard time. And it wasn't. It wasn't. As I say, he took over. I think in the first for the championship, but they were already getting relegated. Aye. That was not to do with him. Um, this is yet in the second, so we went in the second, we went up via the playoffs. Right. But he was trying to put a new team together. He had some, had some good players, but end of the day, the, the aim was to get up. We've done that. Yep. Um, but he was still, he still got a horrible, horrible time for the Thistle fans. We went, to the, went up to the, the championship, we started the season well, and he had a few injuries, and he, he was still getting grief. It was honestly, and he was different. Coaching was different. Aye, different. But it was all about just togetherness. That it was just having to having to do with that. And um, but oh, some of the things was just <laughs> some of the things you were just put that <laughs> just I'm there mental. One of the times a story. He's um he's colorblind, so. He's throwing the bibs out, so he's got the yeah, the red and blue bibs, and he's throwing them out. Like, you to yes, you to yeah, but they're like, yeah, let's, you're that side. The green juice are up there. So, but this time, right, we're all laughing, but he's standing, he's standing in the middle of the game, there, uh, the pitch. He's got, he's fitting the ball, right? Right, yeah, greens, ah, yeah. Mark Roberts goes up, kicks the ball away for his fit. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. So he's still standing with a fit above the ball. Takes his fit back, goes to kick the invisible ball and falls in his ass. Honestly, that was fucking unreal. Um, so I, it was officially a game of red and blues, the fucking yellow and greens without a ball. But that's the kind of character he was. And he got, I was that at you, Gibson? Was that you? Absolutely brilliant. Uh, but I, for, for, Man to man coaching, you. I think just, a lot of people, as I say, maybe no liked him, but they were the guys that didn't really play. Um, for me, I thought it was different class. Aye. Yeah, and listen, you, you look at his record in his leagues. I know. He knows his stuff, doesn't he? Aye, it's unreal to leagues. Aye. Um, before we touch on that Peter Head game, I was I was looking, I was doing some research, Jim, and I seen you, you get sent off that season twice against against Porter. You had something against him. <laughs> Do you know what? The first one was um, the, the first one was uh, I think I've been booked. Yeah. Then I I think I get, I think I get booked for diving. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think I get booked for diving. Um, Do you get a grilling for that? Um, do you know what? We're running four four one easy, Aye. and it was coming back to four three. I'm thinking, oh no, um, but no, the, the gaffer. Just what are you doing here? Aye. Um, said, Gaffrey caught me, honestly. He said, don't shoot me telly. He said, I don't have the fucking telly. I said, exactly, he caught me. <laughs> um, but no, I think we got away because I won, but... Aye. I don't know. I, put it this way, the, the games in who I, I would be, I'd be lucky for a man who's half of the games with the, the refs and the, oh, the challenge. You know, it's, um, 
it's getting took out a wee bit. Don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I did overstep my mark quite a few times, but um, I actually didn't get sent off that much, to be honest. But. No, I know. I know. You're right there. The game's it's pretty much non-contact now, and it? it's just it's, it's not the same. No, no chance. The, P- the Peterhead game then, what was that like to play in? Because losing the first leg at Fur Hill and then obviously they score first at, at, at their place and then you come back and then win it in penalties. What, what, what a day that must have been. Aye. It's the first game, we, as I say, we could beat 2-1. Yeah. Deservedly so. Billy scored, I think Billy scored early to put us up. I'm not sure. Or equalised. Yeah. Um, but as I say, we were probably lucky with 2-1, to be honest with you. Um, we had a meeting the next day and you see, listen, it's half time, two, two ones, it's nothing. That's that's the kind of way we were, to be honest. We were very, very inconsistent. Um, as I say, we travelled up to Peterhead on the Saturday, Saturday, stayed overnight, and we obviously played them the next day, and they scored early, and you're thinking, um, as I say, we had, had some good characters. Mark Roberts had been, listen, he, he was um different class as well, what a player Mark Roberts was. Um, Absolute screwball, but great player, good character. Myself, Billy, big Bob McCulloch, who I was at the uh, Rangers, kind of his later. He was kind of later. Um, all good characters, Grant Murray, and Aye. so as I say, we kept playing, but as it we got it to one each, um, in the last couple of minutes, you think, then we got a free kick, and Billy had. He claims it was straight in, but it never. It was like a pinball. It took about 20 deflections and he said it was straight in. But um, it went in anyway, and that was the main thing. And we, they, they were gone, and they were gone. Um, yeah. Pushing and pushing, but we just couldn't get it in penalties. But um, I think it was Paul Ritchie. Paul Ritchie scored, or somebody had scored. I think it was Paul Ritchie scored the winner, the penalty. But um, who's got the, the best neck? He'd obviously played with the, the gaffer. Other clubs, I'm sure. So he'd signed them, but Paul, he, he was older, like um, he was. He didn't have much mobility about him, but he was. He could hold it up and stuff, and he was a great goal scorer and a great lad. But um, he he comes up and the guy was like, right, Paul it just appears before the game. We signed him. This is Paul, Paul Ritchie. All right, he's like, don't want Andy calling him Paul. What do you call him? My bother. <laughs> I mean, he, he was, I think he's quite a brainy guy and lawyers and that, and you all that. And you're like, oh, you, my boss, and it was just, it must have been like that. What am I doing? But, um, again, that was a guy that just, just brilliant. But that was, that was great because I know at that time, as I said earlier on, the gaffer got a lot of stick, but his mum, I know his mum wasn't well. Um, and I think that day, I run about the same time anyway. I think she got the old clear, and it was emotional for him. Um, I know at the end it, it broke down, and it was it wasn't nice to see, but you knew it was an emotion. I kind of he was under the pressure of getting the team promoted and his, his mum, but it was um, it was crazy. That 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 bus journey back was rough, mental. Aye, <laughs> mental, mental. Uh, you mentioned some of the players you played with at Thistle. Um, Quitongo, Josie Quitongo was there for a wee bit. Was it? Was he not? But was he there? I, I, he Josie <laughs> came in, um, but it was just I don't even. I, he must have maybe come on as a sub a few times. But I'm not really sure to be honest with you. Um, 
But he came in, he's, he's, he's always a great character. I still see him doing it. The, Aye. And that he does a bit of coaching and, and it's still the same. Um, ah, he's just a <laughs> lovely wee guy. But he got absolutely tortured in the changing room. Tortured. <laughs> Aye, just tortured and he was just <laughs> laughing away. Uh, just, just, I mean, we Russell, the two were just kind of the same wee characters, always Aye. smiling and just laughing and joking. The two of them were pretty much similar and they were. Um, great characters, the two of them. Like uh, Simon Donnelly, of course, was there for a bit as well, wasn't it? And Gary Harkins would, would have been there. What was it like playing alongside these guys? Aye, they, they came, as I say, that was um, Dick Campbell got the sack and I think Jimmy Bone cooked the rest of the, the, the season the yeah. last few months or so and Ian McCall got the, the, the job. But Aye. the time Sid, Sid, was, Sid was great. Used, used to slaughter Sid saying, obviously, about used to turn up to train in his helicopter and stuff and why <laughs> I'm down to earth guys you'll ever meet. Um said Monty, one drop is half in your helicopter and your jet and we just he must have been like that. But he he's a he's a great lad. And Big Jeeps came but he came the kind of next year with Ian McCall. But at that stage it was I can not believe Jeeps must have been like twenty one or twenty two or something. But he's the oldest guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> massive, massive hairs everywhere. Um, and honestly, he just looked like a big issue sailor. Um, honestly, Jeeves, honestly. Um, but he, he was a right good player. And uh, Ryan McStay and that came, and we Stevie Murray, and there was a few other ones. There's some, there's some good, but good players coming through. But as I see, they were, that was the first time. I mean, I was only 27. You felt old. You did feel old as the world. So young ones coming through, as I say, but um by Jeeves, he was he just retired there, didn't he? I think in the, in the summer. I did they were all good lads, good players. Aye. Um obviously you're injured a fair bit near, near the end of this and then you joined East Stillingshire. Was it was it just the injury, just playing up again there near Jimmy? Aye, as I say, I had problems. When I left uh Partick, I went to Clyde for the last few months. Aye. The last few months and I ended up having to get another injection there in the pelvis. Um, and it, it, it had been for years. Um, and I decided to kind of try and go down kind of the part-time, the part-time route of playing and maybe getting a, a wee job or something. But it, it was it just, I think I played a, a few games and I was agony every day. But I just had twins, like they were three. Um, it was affecting me even just Dean in with the twins, so I'm thinking, you know what, worth it. Aye. How how hard was that when the time came? Did you sort of resign yourself to to, to the, the the prospect here? I need to find something else to do here. Aye. I, to be honest, I, I knew I knew as, as I said to you earlier on. I get, I just get um, bored with things, and I knew. And, and it sounds daft then if I tell anybody about it. It's like how can you get bored with? But I, I just had. I had enough of it, and I knew the pain I was in. That it was just time to, you know. But so I'd already, I'd already told myself I, I knew it was going to happen. Um, but it's it's still, it's still no easy, obviously, having to having to do it. And where do you go there? It's hard to, and I found it very hard. Dying honestly, but getting some something after, as I say, you're, I was twenty eight, so you you're kind of. Basically, a 28-year-old guy 
looking to start life again. Where, where do you where, where do you go? What jobs are there for somebody that's got absolutely no experience in anything? So it's hard. What, what did you do? Did you do you consider maybe going in the coaching route or whatever? Or nah, that never never interested me to be honest. No, I went and got my um, heavy goods license. Aye, and I thought that would be all good in that road, but that wasn't. I spent about two and a half grand trying to get that license. That was, uh-huh. and then I done it. But once you get it, as I said earlier, it's like you go for jobs. Much experience you got. Uh, That's much name. So that was. I think I drove the the heavy goods once, um, and that day I just never made a match. You know what? I'm not. I'm no. I'm not doing that. Aye. And what is it you're up to up to the now? But did, sorry, before we get on there, did you miss when you stopped playing? Folks say that it's not so much the playing, but it's the sort of the dressing room side of things that they miss most. Is that what you found, or um, did you miss anything about the about the game? Aye, absolutely. Aye. Oh, the dressing room's the best. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's, it's still, you still miss that. But don't get me wrong, the things we used to do, it's not a chance to get away with this stuff now, because at the time there was no the cameras and different videos and phones. Aye. It wasn't really as big then. Uh, but and the things you used to say and it wasn't anything bad. We never made anything bad by it. But you, you overstepped to the Martin plenty of occasions, but with the, there was no harm meant in it. Um, but it was just some of the stuff was just brilliant. Miss it. I, I, I love the training. I honestly love the training. Um, the games, I loved the games if I was if I felt fit. If I didn't feel fit, I hated it. Aye. I hated it because if if I felt if I felt fit and you was fit, then I I never um had any kind of doubt about your ability. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get that wee bit and you say, Oh this is sore again, it's gonna impact me doing that. Definitely. It definitely impacted me. Um but no, the training, the training, and just the camaraderie and the, the, the friendship you get for it is brilliant, brilliant. In terms of like players that you played with, Jimmy, is there anyone that stands out as a, the best, the best player you played with or, or trained with or whatever? I think because obviously I grew up playing with him. Fergie's got Fergie's definitely got to be got to be that. He was for for coming through um, how hard it was with the players in front of him as well. That he's um, came through, captain his club, trophies, everything else. Um, he's been, for me, absolutely top class. There was players obviously that came in for Rangers. Um, that I mean, you look at uh, Ronnie's obviously um, career and what he's done, the teams he's played with, and he, as I said, he knew it. But Fergie <laughs> was just Fergie was just different class. But listen, there, there was some of the. I've heard people talk two guy, two guy, unreal. Aye, what a player he was. Unreal. Um, and you've got, as I say, you'd Fergie, two guy, Big George, um, and Audio Arena. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just five guys that's who are top, 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 top Aye. players, and you're hoping to maybe get a wee sniff of that. It's, unless you're, unless you're a top class player as Fergie was. And I'd back up. So I say, you need a lot of luck. You definitely need luck. And Fergie had the, the luck at the right time when uh, Dick came in, took him and built his team, run about him. Yeah. 
and it's proved an absolute masterstroke from him. Um, but he was, he was definitely the best, I think. Aye. In terms and of this... I've got to say, sorry, I've got to say Gaza for me. I, I was I was going to mention that Gaza would have been there when you were there. To... Aye. Aye, he was... Um, he was for me. He's the he's the best player. But as I say, Fergie, you can I grew up with Fergie, can I the two year above you and stuff like that. But at that time, they were um, the players range were signing guys and loud up were aye in a different level. Aye, being a young boy, like you'd have been a, a youngster back then as well, just sort of mulling with these guys, mixing with them. It must have been. I mean, it's it's stuff that you tell the grandkids, isn't it? Aye, it's 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 a. Uh, you don't. I'm no one for. Like if I'm no one for really talking about it, to be honest with you. And people ask me why you know I'm at, it's just no Aye. it's just no, but you've always you can always throw it in there again, but <laughs> to be to be fifteen, sixteen and you're with these guys who your family, your friends, mates all idolise and Aye. you're seeing them every day. Um it's just it's surreal at times when you think about what you've done and where you've been, but um he was he was different class. For me, best player ever in Scottish football. Oh, I definitely. In terms of Rangers this season, of course, um, how do you feel? How how old do you think that they can cope and try and obviously they're trying to wrestle the league back? So, how, how do you think they'll get on this year? Um, I definitely think we'll win it. Yeah. Um, I did say that I think Celtic would have done nine, which obviously is eight and a half in my opinion. But anyway, um. I think we'll definitely, I think Gerard's came in, massive, massive pressure on him to, to, to win trophies, to stop Celtic doing that, but it's taken him a, a, a few years, but I don't think we could have got anybody else in that would have, would, would have stopped. I just think Celtic the last few years, they have been stronger in us. I still think this time they still have a better squad Aye. than what we have, but... I think on our day, and if we get, as I say, you need a bit of luck. And I think if we get the luck, the injuries, whatever, I definitely think we can we can win the league. Just obviously, nobody's can go and see them at the moment. But you, when fans were allowed back in, Jimmy, did you go and do you go and see them often? No, I've no. As I say, in the last job, I used to work every second Saturday, so um, I'd never really. I've not been. It was just always in, in the, the telly, to be honest. Um, so, but no, I've not really been for a while. Aye. And what, what are you up to these days? Um, I work in uh, the town where company, JP Morgan, the bank. Yeah. I'm in, in that building, so I'm the manager in the building for for um, the facility side of it. So, quite good. Um, it's, I've done no bad considering that I've had absolutely <laughs> experience or anything behind me. It's just been... Kind of who you know and kind of being nice, and it's, it's an, it goes far and wide. So, um, my, my bosses I worked with before it, I used to work in the schools, just facility side, and she was a boss and things like that. So, she's moved there, and I've moved. So, aye, it's good. Um, as I say, it's you think when you finish, you've not really got much, yeah. much going, and it's going to be hard, but there's always a way, you always get there in the end. Aye, magic. Well, we wish you all the best going forward, Jimmy. Thanks very much for, for coming on the podcast. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Aye, thanks for having me, mate. I appreciate it. Uh, 
That was episode 67 of the Talking Football Podcast with Jimmy Gibson. As ever, I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you want to listen to any previous episodes, you can catch them all in pretty much all podcast platforms now. Be also sure to check out and subscribe to the Talking Football website. It's talkingfitball.co.uk where you'll find a whole load of great content on there. If you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Talking underscore Football and we're on Facebook as well. And remember, if you want to sponsor the Talking Football podcast, you can now do so. Just visit the Get Involved page on the website and email us at contact at derekclarksports.co.uk. I hope you can join me again next week, but until then, keep safe and bye for now. Mm-hmm.